0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the TT Podcast. It's episode number 33, and today I am joined by Prince. Hey there. And that's it. Um, we were going to have other people on, and it seems like everything fell apart, as things can tend to do. Sometimes one person's moving office, the other one just disappeared into the wind. <laughs> but uh, we know how that goes. One time I disappeared into jury duty for two weeks. So, oh, yeah. um, so how are you doing? Not bad. Not bad. Pretty good day. Yep. It uh rained a little bit earlier today, but it's looking up today. So that's good. Um so we've got a few things to discuss today. Um unfortunately the long awaited return of trivia will have to wait uh, another <laughs> week. Um, we will be discussing um trends in video games, what we didn't see coming and uh what we didn't think would catch on and eventually did, etc. Um but first we've got to get into some crazy news stories uh destiny has had a bunch of news recently um mostly in the form of destiny 2 uh destiny 2 has was first it was leaked with a poster then it was officially revealed with a bad image that uh made things look a little bit funny um and now we have information that there's a reveal trailer coming on March 30th
1: that's good news i mean to get some Uh, more solid info given that all we have at this point is pretty much the leak posters and a two so yeah
0: yeah yeah i mean it'd be nice to see an actual trailer i believe that um nathan Fillion is voicing doing the voiceover for that um so that'll be good um the uh so it started with originally Um, I mean, we we knew that it was coming in some form or another for forever because of the leaked court documents from like four years ago when Activision got sued or was suing somebody. I can't remember, actually, but we we knew that this was going to be a 10 year thing. And they were like, oh, yeah, so your characters will carry over into Destiny 2. Mm -hmm. And then we, we saw a poster not long ago for Destiny 2 which actually also included a line something along the lines of um, please look forward to the upcoming beta okay um we don't know when that'll be um and we could only see part of that because it was cut off by the picture
2: mm-hmm.
0: um and and I think it was in spanish so that that was just what I managed to get out of that
1: mm-hmm. um, I do think um I think we've heard that it's uh due to come around the fall as uh, Americans would call it um, yeah So this year or later this year.
0: Yep. Yep. So um, maybe September, I Mm -hmm. think, is the rumor that it's supposed to come. Yeah,
1: I think the poster said September, so around that time is looking likely.
0: Yep. Um, But uh, just the other day, uh, Bungie officially announced Destiny 2 and released a series of uh, pictures for the upcoming game that showed... Um, originally what looked like two travelers and, um, the city burning, Mm um, and the city is obviously the last city. Um, (laughs) so, uh, it ended up that that was kind of a mistake. People were seeing a second traveler in the poster and then Bungie went back and changed all the pictures. So now there's only one traveler in the picture.
1: Okay. So co-op removed, confirmed. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah yeah right um so okay. kind of kind of interesting that they had a second traveler in there like hmm. how did that happen by accident you know it's like did they maybe have two sets of pictures and they posted the wrong one
1: ghosting image ghosting <laughs> I don't
0: know. yeah maybe that's what it was maybe somebody left a layer on their image by accident or something i don't know who knows but um and then obviously we'll have the trailer uh in just a couple of days on the 30th uh so we'll know more then
1: or you you know that old um, tool in uh, image editing softwares. I was thinking Paint, mm-hmm. but I don't think it was Paint. I think it was something else, um, maybe Photoshop, like where you can click on something and mm-hmm. then you click on a different area, and then you're sort of di- uh, dynamically copying from that area. Yeah. So maybe it was, they were overusing that tool.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, some somebody made a rookie mistake and and was copying stuff all over the place. Who knows. Uh, so it seems possible, according to rumors, that Call of Duty 2017 will be headed back to World War II, um, and the rumors further suggest that the name might actually be Call of Duty Two. Um.
1: Okay. That's, that's an interesting name.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I heard that and I was like, that's a really strange name. Um, though, though I'm not going to say that they've had the most, uh, creative naming conventions lately Mm. um i mean pretty much it's like some version of warfare whether it be infinite or whatever (laughs) and then there was the black ops line and that that was about it well they
1: copied that one three times so copied it twice
0: yeah they used that three times modern warfare they used several times infinite warfare and ghosts Mm. because you know um so not the catchiest name i'm sure they probably will end up changing it or something
1: Still, so theme wise um isn't it good news i think most people would think that's good news or certainly yeah. the sort of the loud voice of the internet would think it's good news
0: yeah i mean people have been asking for it for a long time um it's not even really surprising news because they were talking about taking things back to its roots The they were talking about gameplay but um mm-hmm. uh, this this is not overly surprising news a lot of people have wanted that Um, I'm not sure that it is necessarily a good step. Mm -hmm. I mean, we'll we'll have to wait and see, obviously. You know, if they're going to really be revamping things, stripping things away, and maybe adding a couple of simple things, um, it really depends on what what they actually change to make this game. But Mm -hmm. hopefully the poor... Rumored title aside, they'll put a little bit more thought into the story and how they're going to tell it, especially after um, Battlefield 1 did so well. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they put, a, obviously, a lot of thought into how they were going to convey that story rather than just being like, you're a dude who's going to go through these things and that's it. You know, so hopefully it'll come with the change in setting and story uh, will be a little bit of an improvement to their
1: actual storytelling. Mm, and hopefully the gameplay too, although I suppose. Absolutely. Battlefield 1 didn't really shake things up too much.
0: No, not at all. Um, it, it's. Regardless, it'd be nice to see them change things up and stop the forward momentum into the future. I think they've kind of done all they can in that direction. Um, in some ways, I wouldn't be surprised if this was like a sort of soft reboot for the series. Not that I'm it was sure. ever. Not that it was ever like a very linear story to begin with, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, just to take things back to basics, just start over, start growing it again. You know, yeah, should be. All right. So uh, last week we reported that um, Outlast Two was being denied rating in Australia, which means that it was banned. Uh, turns out that that is not going to be the case. It is. It has been changed and will be coming to Australia. Um, though, oddly enough, it seems like they didn't change it in reaction to the rating board. So it turns out that the rating board uh received a final version of the game with a video along with it, and the video happened to be old and did not reflect final gameplay, I guess. So bizarre. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's such a weird thing, but apparently they uh, sent a, a new copy of the game with the properly updated video, and now everything is hunky-dory, and it's going to get an R18-plus rating. So,
1: the thing that uh, makes this story so bizarre and hard to understand is the that they're saying that, uh, for one, um, consider the fact that they're saying, um, let's see, I'm trying to find the exact wording they used, uh, all territories will get the same version of outlast 2 australia included so it means that they didn't modify the game to suit the um ratings board or at least not at that stage so perhaps they did it earlier perhaps they originally had uh this uh sexual assault scene which was in the video but they Mm -hmm. took it out and they made the game more tame and yet they submitted that video of all the things to submit
0: yeah right i I mean i have to imagine you know maybe just like you know companies do mock reviews i'm sure that you know they were like hey what do you think this is going to be rated or at the very least had that conversation amongst themselves and was like you know if we put this in we might not be able to get it rated in australia and they were like well Mm. maybe we'll cut that part you know Mm-hmm. So this may, that may have been a conversation and they, they preemptively fixed it forever ago. It seems highly unlikely that they just scrubbed that entire thing within a couple of days and resubmitted it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, it is of all the things to accidentally submit to submit the thing that you obviously probably would have removed to submit it for rating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So way, way it's, to go. it's not censorship anymore, is it? If they removed it during the development process, but nonetheless, they self-centered uh, right, right. in order to, I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's one of those things it's like, so it's not censorship, but it's fear of censorship that caused yeah. it to happen. Maybe, you know, I mean, we don't actually know that that's what it is. Maybe it did just not fit what they wanted Outlast 2 to be. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I can definitely see that. Like it doesn't seem to necessarily make sense to to put that in there you Mm. know i I feel like a lot of people even just from the description of what the video contained people were just kind of like really why are you putting that in there it seems Mm. like it's just shoved in there just for the pure shock value which Mm. you know at last has a lot of shock to begin with so but uh it's a lot of people seem to think that it was kind of out of place to begin with Mm. so Who knows, maybe it really was just, you know, didn't fit with what they were trying to do, and so they had it removed.
1: So Right, so um, from what we were discussing last week, we I think all of us agreed um, on that, that um, it was a bit weird. I think we would all give it a chance and see if it was purposeful, but all of us felt a bit uncomfortable about uh, using that kind of thing in your horror game. And um, perhaps they came to the same conclusion earlier, and... That's why they made the decision. And perhaps we're all better off for it um, in that sense. Mm-hmm. And now we'll never know. And it may be for the best that we never know. And hopefully the game that they've uh, decided, their finalized version, is fully rounded in the narrative, not missing yeah. cut-out segments like uh, Final Fantasy Fifteen missing segments.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's it's interesting, too. It's like, you know, some of the best art is made under certain constraints. Mm-hmm. And to some degree... I mean, if you look at movies and stuff, well, you know, um, stuff like gets cut or, or at least is very particularly shot to not show a thing Mm -hmm. happening, you know? And it's like, well, you understand what's happening and that's all that you really need. So they, they just do that rather than, you know, going over the top and really getting up in your face with it. Mm. Um, so I mean, to a degree, people do that all the time for you know, the audience's sensibilities to begin with. And I don't know that we can necessarily call that censorship. And in some ways, I'm sure that that's created some better movies and games anyways, mm. you know, rather than what would have come out originally. But who knows? The, the world may never know. Um, maybe one day, uh, we'll get a, uh, no clip on what happened with that. That'd be pretty cool.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: so, in uh lesser uh game news, uh Resident Evil seven was uh almost made in the vein of Resident Evil Six. Mm-hmm. Uh it, so the developers released a sort of making of documentary video, the first in a series, um, and they were discussing uh what was actually in what how the game came to be and um yeah, it just I'm surprised that that's how it started out really.
1: So do you mean story-wise and tonally it was almost, they almost made Resident Evil six sequel.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I don't think it was necessarily narratively. Um, the way they kind of describe it was that they were essentially using the same sort of strategy, I guess Mm -hmm. with Resident Evil six, that sort of more actiony aspect. Um, and then one of the developers just kind of started spitballing and people fell in love with his ideas. And so they ended up going back to the uh, survival horror aspects of, of the series. So kind of nice to hear that that happened. It's um, funny
1: that uh, that this is the week where Ace is not here because Ace would have loved the Resident Evil 6 version of Resident Evil 7.
0: Yeah, right. He'd be so disappointed to hear that. Um, so it it is kind of interesting to me, I guess, because, in a way, I was kind of thinking of Resident Evil Seven as one arm of the Resident Evil series, and then you've got the slightly more action-oriented, like Umbrella Corp or whatever that. Crap oh, those is. are
1: monstrosity.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, but I'm, uh, there are people like Ace that are into the more actiony Resident Evil stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was, you know, I was kind of under the impression I was thinking that it was kind of intentional for them to diverge like that. But I wonder if, you know, just the way the development for this happened, you know, this ended up accidentally coming about. And so maybe they will actually just learn from this and Resident Evil would be more survival horror. Oh, yeah. No
1: question. <laughs> They've yeah, had too much I, success.
0: Agreed. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't imagine how they could go back, especially nowadays. It's one of those things. It's like the audiences have changed. Mm-hmm. Um, the. The idea that you needed to make stuff more action oriented to appeal to a wider audience yeah. doesn't really apply anymore. Um, maybe ten years ago it did, but everybody plays video games now. You know, even if it's just a smartphone game or whatever. But gaming has never been bigger. It applies to almost everybody. So you don't need to go for wide appeal. It's mm-hmm. it's just like listening to music. You can just make your art what you do well, what you enjoy doing and and fill your niche and be successful doing it, you know?
1: So. I feel like that was a very PS3 and Xbox 360 thing, the sort of Modern Warfare 2 yeah. era that um, everything is action or first-person shooter and that was very popular and very successful in its time but I think mm-hmm. we're moving on to a different well, I think we have already moved on. I thought we would be in a third era, at This like relative to that a third era but not we're still in the era we moved on to after action games and first person shooters so more on that later um but i think um oh gee i lost my oh no now i remember um somewhere in between what you were saying about resident evil 7 being the more purest survival horror and well it's not really pure i see that there are guns and things in it now but certainly it has that tone um and on the other hand. You said horrible things like Umbrella Corps. Um, yeah. Th- there is a middle, um, and that's things like Revelations and Revelations 2, and yeah. they get um, action while still having Resident Evil, what makes it good. and That atmosphere, yeah. Yeah. So I'm hoping that, there. I mean, no, I'm not hoping, but I would be hoping that there's a Re- Revelations 3, partly to finish that storyline. Um, but at the same time, I know that with 7, um, they've basically rebooted the whole franchise, even though they say they haven't. You look at Chris Redfield and he's a completely different guy. Um, yeah. yeah. like I'm pretty sure they're, they're going to re- reboot it and run with it. And Revelations, if they made Revelations 3, it would not only dilute the purest uh, sensibilities of 7, but it would also confuse people having this um, like action era storyline alongside the survivor horror era storyline.
0: Yeah. Especially since um, you've already got your uh, mold people stuff now in the Mm. main series of resident evil. Yeah. So. Uh, So uh, according to um, one person, it will take literally years for you to unlock everything in for honor. Mm. Um, Yeah. The estimate was something along the lines of if you spend two hours a day playing, for Honor, it would take you two and a half years to earn enough in-game currency to unlock everything. Mm. So
1: Which this comes tough. from the the status that uh, they have uh, in-game currency that you can buy, but you can also earn it in-game, right? Or well, maybe there's two different currencies, but nonetheless, you can earn in-game currency that lets you buy the premium items, and mm-hmm. um, it's kind of like a slow earn, um, that you're not really it's not like your main currency in the game. You're not um, expecting to get you, you know like in Assassin's Creed you would build up enough currency and you'd buy the whole town and then yeah. you've got it all and that's expected in a normal 100%. Yeah. Um, this is not like that. It's something you kind of earn on the side.
0: Yeah, so this is uh, the the currency is earned you can earn it in game and buy it but it's essentially used To unlock, like, cosmetic items Mm. and whatnot. Um, And the reason why it would actually take so long is because there are just so many different customization options. Um, Emotes and executions and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, So there's a lot to unlock. And so Ubisoft responded by saying, um, we didn't intend for you to unlock everything in the first place.
1: Mm, That's Uh, quite, um, inflamed, like it's inflamed some people.
0: Yeah. Um, I I mean, I I think, uh, Jim Sterling was talking about it and, uh, saying, well, of course you intended for people to unlock everything. That's why you put it in there. You know,
1: you just, Jim Sterling is another matter, I suppose. I mean, I don't agree with that sentiment at all, but that seems like it's silly.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. It's like, to me, honestly, what they're saying makes sense. It's like, you have all of this stuff, and it's like, unless you play every single character, a good portion of it's just not going to appeal to you. (laughs) Unfortunately, there are people that play every character, and they want to unlock everything. And, and, you know, obviously... Uh, i think the true trophies audience can probably relate to that so um somewhat yeah but yeah yeah uh but you know in, in the creation of it you want to make a bunch of stuff that appeal to a wide audience you know so
1: i have it makes sense to me quite uh like a Well, i think there's got a lot to be said about this because it's kind of representative not representative it's it's a bizarre special case in yes an industry in that What is happening with the public outcry here, it doesn't make any logical sense. Because if you look at Uncharted 4, that's had viable cosmetic items since launch. If you look at The Division, that's had viable cosmetic items since a couple months. Well, a month ago, I think it was. Um, If you look at, uh, I think even Uncharted, no, The Last of Us had, um, and that was last generation. I yep. mean, there are many examples of viable yep. cosmetic items. And if you seriously think, I mean, not to you, but if yep. anyone who is um, who has played a selection of games and if that selection somewhat overlaps with any of these games and you've played a game with viable cosmetic items and then you still hold the position that you're supposed to unlock everything, its it's untenable. Like you can't possibly right. think that logically follows because you've got hundreds of items in these some of these games, um and no one even people with wallets throwing at these games are not expected to get everything, even if yeah. you wanted if even if you wanted to have like a forty dollar budget of uncharted for hats like you're not going to get it yeah. all, and that's not the point you're not supposed to <laughs>
0: indeed, in fact, it seems like to me just from the kind of what's happening is like the reason why there is an outcry is not because there's this slew of buyable in-game cosmetic items Mm. it's what's really setting sending it over the edge is that you can use in-game currency to buy it like Mm. it's not that you uh, uh,
1: that's like a privilege
0: Right, right. That's, that's like an extra compared, compared to a lot of games. A lot of yeah. games, it's just these items use a special currency that you can only get by spending money. Or if you are lucky, it's, uh, you know, the first time you log in that day, you get like, you know, a tiny, tiny fraction of that so that over mm-hmm. time, eventually you can buy it, you know. Whereas in, in this, it is one in the same currency in game. You can earn it through playing and use it to unlock stuff. And, and that, you know, is what makes this, I guess, a a ridiculous proposition, which Mm. is kind of silly, really. You know, it's like, this has been, like you said, happening for forever. You can buy it with real money, and you would never expect to buy it all. Mm. So why are you expecting to buy it all with in-game currency?
1: So I don't know. Some games annoy me um, when they have this kind of get-it-all atmosphere. Like, say, for example... Mm. Um I think it was Mass Effect 2's DLC. obviously everyone's gonna buy the story DLCs. And then right. um or rather a easier example is Mass Effect three, that everyone buys all the story DLCs. Um everyone who's completing, I mean. But then they release like these weapon packs and stuff for the multiplayer. And it kind of irritates me no, it's not it's not bad, I'm not gonna say that was bad, but it slightly upsets me that I don't wanna pay a little bit more for these things that I don't really need or want. So in the end I make the conscious choice I'm not gonna get them. But the option is there for maybe I don't know, it's probably ten pounds in total. Um mm-hmm. the option's there, a waste of money, but <laughs> the option. And but in that you can't earn the currency to get them. You just have to pay real money. And those were yeah. for gameplay items, not for vanity items. Right. And in Uncharted Four, there's um in the survival mode you can get um boosters that not boosters, that's well they're called boosters, but they're more like um equippable perks. Um yeah. And you get guns even, specific guns that you can only unlock from the DLC packs, and Mm. you can pay for them. You can earn them from currency, in-game currency, but I've been working on it for weeks, if not months, um, and I haven't got them all. So it's not like everything that has unlockable equivalents is just easy, and I know that more than... Yeah, more than two I think it was more than two years, I don't remember how many it was for Forana, but a number of years is a lot more than a number of months. But at the same time, if you focus only on the gameplay unlocks, that narrows the pool a lot to something more practical.
0: Yeah. Um so, uh speaking of getting stuff, uh Mafia Three has a demo now available for free, um mm. that lets you play the uh opening of the game. Um it is, and it's coming out if i'm not mistaken alongside you've got the uh, new DLC Faster Baby which i think is supposed to revolve around cars if i remember correctly okay uh, so that should be coming out soon what is it uh so the see you can get it from the season pass oh, sorry Faster Baby you can get from the season pass um or you can purchase it individually for 12 pound okay um, and then The uh, update, sorry, the demo is available for free right now. So uh, I would recommend checking it out.
1: Uh, It's a bit strange having a demo uh, months after release, but it's better than nothing, certainly.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's what, been six months or something since Mm. it came out? Uh, Demos are so
1: rare on this generation that it's still welcome, (laughs) right?
0: Well, and it, you know, it's interesting because it's not the first. Uh, major game to just randomly get a demo after launch this year. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I believe Halo Wars 2 also got a demo okay, uh, which which released uh, like a week ago, which was still a f- few weeks after the game actually came out.
1: So, I'm still not buying that because of the microtransactions. But...
0: <laughs> As you do. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I would definitely recommend checking it out. It's free. Uh, it, the opening is Interesting. The story is the strongest part. Um just I would recommend keep in mind that it's an open world game and so the sort of linear nature of the opening is not necessarily gonna apply to the rest of the game.
1: Oh, an open world game. Hmm. Don't get many ways.
0: Yeah, I know, right? Not 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 in this day and age. (laughs) At least at least open worlds without fast travel.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's fast that's rough. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Mafia Three doesn't have fast travel, just so you know yikes yeah and uh finally um telltale's marvel's guardians of the galaxy uh will be releasing on april 18th uh episode one tangled up in blue will be coming on april 18th and uh as per usual with these kinds of things a season pass version of this um on disc i believe will be releasing in may um so probably at some point around when episode two comes out, because that's usually how that goes.
1: If this is like the Batman disc, um, which I hope or assume will be their trend, um, then the season pass on the disc is not redeemed, it's sort of um utilized in that you can operate all or you can download all episodes while you have the disc in so that you can share it and resell it. Yeah. That's pretty neat.
0: Yeah, nice nice perk. Uh, still a little bit strange to buy a disc when most of the content is not going to come on the disc. Mm. But, you know, apparently this is working for them because they keep
1: doing it. So, I mean, I like the fact that you can buy the disc version after episode two or three and then mm-hmm. play through the end with everyone else, even though you have the disc version ostensibly. Um, yeah. And then after it's done, then you could do whatever you want with it rather than having to wait until two months after the last episode everyone's already finished talking about it and then you get it all on the disc fair enough but then you have to play through or five episodes in one or space it out for yourself
2: yeah yep so
0: all right with news out of the way it's time for the topic of the week uh the topic this week is uh trends so For me, uh, recently, I've been hearing a lot of people talking about Zelda over and over on every single podcast, even if it doesn't apply, Uh. and they're talking about all sorts of stuff. Um, But I have heard on a couple of occasions people suggesting that the nature of climbing in that game is going to change how climbing works in games. Uh, Mm. So for those not in the know, in uh, Breath of the Wild, Link can climb up just about anything. Um, he just kind of like attaches to a wall and like scales the wall like a gecko, mm-hmm. um, very slowly up to the top. Um, and it's the way that it works is he's got a stamina gauge and it drains um, differently depending on the surface you're climbing on. So if you're like pulling a uh, cliffhanger style Mission Impossible whatever, and you're like <laughs> climbing nearly upside down, it's gonna drain faster than a You know, slight gradient upward, Um, but it still stands. You can climb anywhere. Uh, And people are saying that this will happen all over the place, Hmm. Um, to which I say, nay, I don't I don't see that happening, at least not for a while, Um, which got me to thinking how many crazy trends were there that you never thought would catch on but did or vice versa that you were convinced would catch on but never did
1: hmm. so, so should we start with the climbing or
0: sure i'll, I'll explain kind of why I, I don't think this is going to necessarily catch on mm-hmm. um which is to say that in the AAA gaming space there's a lot of effort put into uh directing you to places mm-hmm. um so in any given game like if you take uncharted for example There's tons of climbing all over the place, but, you know, there is a reason why you climb in a certain direction. They want you to go in that direction. They don't want you to go all over the place. They want you to go in a certain direction. Um, And Zelda Breath of the Wild is kind of unique in that it's not getting crazy with holding your hand everywhere you go. It's like, okay, climb that wall. See what's at the top. See what adventures you fall into. But. Most games aren't like that, even if they're if if it's an open world game. Um so if you even compare it to something like Horizon Zero Dawn, the climbing in that you really can only climb in certain spots, otherwise you're jumping around like a crazy person mm-hmm. uh trying to scale mountains in a way that does not look good at all. It <laughs> looks like it's buggy and broken and you're taking advantage of it. Um so but other than that, you have to climb in these certain spots that have handholds. And while I think that, you know, the goal, it should always be to open that up a little bit more and make things less linear. If you've got an open world game, developers are still going to want to direct you in certain directions. Um, and it's going to be hard to break that mentality because it requires something like breath of the wild that has such a dense world in the first place that you can just climb up something and stumble on an adventure. Um, or at least the, the confidence from the developers to let you do that. Mm. So I, I don't see it happening in the near future, especially because I think that would probably, you know, there's already years worth of games coming that are already in development and they wouldn't be able to change that right now. Mm-hmm. So
1: so I think um, it's interesting. I can I think I can, can sort of sit opposed to that and uh, talk about why it could work. Um, Or rather, more importantly, I think, uh, why it does work in Zelda. So Mm -hmm. the thing about Zelda, and I'm not going to make this a discussion about why Breath of the Wild is great, but I'm just trying to put some... (laughs) It is, but I'm going to try and use it to put some context on why uh, people would even suggest that this sort of utility mechanic in a game would catch on everywhere else when there are so many other things when you look at Zelda that look like they should be copied more with more priority um mm-hmm. so the reason it's um remarkable in Zelda this climbing mechanic is because uh the Zelda open world is huge but it, if you think of the nearest parallel like Skyrim or Fallout mm-hmm. what um happens when you explore these worlds is you walk along paths or you make paths by walking off road and those ways those directions that you walk always have to be flat and not um too rocky so whenever you come across something that's so rocky in fallout or skyrim um you know i say skyrim i mean elder scrolls in general but
2: um
1: is that if it's too rocky, your best chance is to try and jump on it and then you do this like awkward jumping thing and if it's too steep, you just slide back down or you get caught in something and then good luck trying to get out. <laughs> right. Um, so basically, whenever you're trying to ascend something that's not a path or, you know, an off-road path, you have to kind of try and jump from one rock that's just about low enough until you get up and you can... There's this uh, sort of famous... Uh, um sort of utility in Skyrim of jumping at diagonals and, until you sort of edge your way up. Yeah. Which is awful gameplay design. Um, yes. So, what Zelda did in sticking it to that is to say you know, forget trying to cheat everything. We're going to make two types of walls in this game. Walls that you can climb and walls that you just absolutely 100% can't climb. And that's things like in shrines or in dungeons like these are the confined spaces these are the um like objective driven spaces yeah so everywhere else um you see a mountain and you go i'm gonna get up that mountain you can find a path go up in it on your horse or whatever or you can go i want the shortest route and you hit that wall and you just keep climbing so the way the mechanic works is um as you described steeper surfaces take more stamina and the way that reflects in gameplay is that you then when you climb you don't just hold up and you walk away for 5 minutes until you get to the top you have to look at where you're going um because you want to aim for the shallower areas because they'll take less stamina and on top of that if you don't have much stamina or if the wall you want to climb is particularly big you have to look for somewhere you can stop and rest and you get your stamina back in about 3 seconds um, you have to be on standing ground, not clinging onto anything. Um, so you're always making, rather than making a beeline from bottom to top, um, you're always darting around, looking for your next, um, would be handhold. So you're looking for your next platform. So it's kind of like when you play an Uncharted game and you're climbing a wall and you know in an Uncharted game, you have to look around for the handholds and that's how wow. you make your ascent. Um, so it becomes a similar gameplay but with a different mechanic um, and it's an altogether more liberating mechanic because in Uncharted the holes are always prescribed, sometimes there are a few options you can take but generally it's prescribed whereas in Zelda it's the opposite of prescribed yeah. the whole world exists and you come at it, You don't you don't see a wall that a designer has specifically planned for you to climb it just exists in the world
0: um, yeah, I, I hope, I hope you're right. Cause you're right in a way it should actually be, I don't necessarily want to say easier cause mm. it, it's one of those kind of things that seems like it could be easy, but it's probably deceptively hard. <laughs> um, but I, I would love to see it and it mm. should, if done correctly, you're right, create something that's liberating. Like, mm. like you said in, um, fallout or elder scrolls it's like yeah you stumble across stuff all the time but if you have to like how often do you run into a mountain or something and you just can't get around it you have to find the one way up and so you're circling this thing trying to find the one way up or doing that ridiculous jump to get up to the top and breaking the game
2: right
0: so it it would create even greater player freedom which is something that you do want in an open world game so Mm -hmm. Hopefully we do end up seeing that happen
1: um, Yeah. sorry if I talked in too much detail about that but I was just trying to explain why um, why it, what its purpose is like why it would make Skyrim feel completely different in and the, compelling, really. yeah exactly I mean, and then you really are pattern. exploring the world whichever way you want to explore you're not just walking along paths
0: yeah exactly um, so are there any other uh, trends in games that you just that kind of blew you away you were surprised to see it catch on
1: um so what i was alluding to much earlier is that i'm surprised we are still in an open world era because <laughs> yeah we went like i said earlier we went from this action and first person shooter era into a bit of an open world era with things like um watchdogs three far cry game well two depending on your timing um and uh well, what else was there? There are a few things, right? That there's sleeping I mean, dogs, of course.
0: Yeah, I mean you've you've got all sort like you, so you've got Mafia three and watchdogs two and The Witcher and
1: oh but Fallout. these are the new ones. Um, before that, can oh, you yeah.
0: think of? Anything? Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, that you had the sort of old guard, I guess. Um, but it seems like it's kind of in a, a second
1: renaissance. That's exactly what I was. Um, that's exactly what I was alluding to. In yeah, that yeah, I'm that, surprised that, 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 we are again. I thought we were done with open worlds. Like, The Witcher 3, that's it. We've had the pinnacle of open yeah, world. Right. Now let's give it a rest. But no, nope, here they come again. A new wave of open mm-hmm. world games. And then you've got things like Horizon and Zelda being discussed in the same sentence. Because they do both use this open world thing that I thought was done. Um, and then you've got, <laughs> obviously, Mass Effect and uh, Mafia and... Uh, so on and so on. And the p- issue with these games is they're all huge. Um, yes. So if you look at them and you, you're like 30, 60, 100 hours for any of so you kind of, it kind of, unless you absolutely adore open world games, it kind of makes you have to choose between them. Because I don't want, mm-hmm. I would love um, Zelda, but I, and I would love to play Horizon, um, which by all accounts appears to be the most beautiful PS4 game you can get your hands on. Um, yep. I'd love to play that, and the gameplay obviously is well received. But I can't stomach—I've—I'm over—I'm like 150 hours in Zelda. I can't stomach another 50 or whatever in Horizon. Um, yeah. And so yeah,
0: it's—it's <laughs> it's actually because it, so I was making notes on, on our document, and I wrote open world for pretty much exactly the same reason, hmm. which is not to say that I'm surprised that open world the open world really happened because once GTA happened it was kind of like well no kidding you know <laughs> i mean ocarina of time is as small as that world was realistically um i mean you had awesome games with explorable worlds and so it's not a surprise that it was so successful what surprised me is that it maybe faded a little bit but we we are seeing a renaissance and i mean realistically it's it's bigger than ever. And it, it's t- and successful.
1: T- it's, good. it's good. It's good that it's out. Oh, so
0: yeah. And I mean, realistically from um, you know, GTA three or whatever, it's been what, fifteen ish years mm. um, of this thing just still building and building and building and becoming stronger and stronger. I mean, it you know, with Horizon and Zelda, you're looking at two games, um I can't even remember where I was reading it. Somebody was saying that you've got sort of these two different directions of, of open world happening at the same time. And what each one points to sort of a different future for open world games. Hmm. Um, and and I, I found that kind of fascinating. I think I read it on uh, Game Industry. Hmm. But So I definitely have to say that. Um, We've
1: also got um, Ghost Recon Wildlands and Yakuza uh, 0 has just come out. Ghost Recon especially is notable because it went from level-based to open world and now yeah. we've got a problem
0: <laughs> yeah um and near autonomous is also an open world game oh yes yeah uh, to an yeah. extent um but yeah i mean they're, they're everywhere um i have to say that i've had a weird relationship with uh motion control mm-hmm. uh at first when i first saw the idea of motion control mm. um I kind of had mixed feelings about it. I was like, wow, that looks really cool, but I didn't know if I really trusted it. And then the Wii it was actually pretty turned out
1: bumpy to work. at first.
0: Yeah, I mean, but the Wii remote actually worked fairly well. Like, it kind of exploded <laughs> and went nuts for like two or three years. And then I never imagined going from that to where we are now, which is to say that it pretty much completely died. And the only reason it still exists in any fashion is because of VR.
1: I don't like, know that I agree with you. Um, I think on PS4, certainly that's the case. Um well, that's true. The six axis uh, that lives on in the DualShock 4 um, is... Actually, I think it's still there, right? There's still motion in that? Is yeah,
0: that- it's still got the, the six axis. Okay. Um, but I, I don't believe... I mean, I don't really know of anything that's used it.
1: Exactly. I, don't, I can't think of anything. I don't know if... Actually, mm, I feel like there's been things that use... Or maybe using the light bar. So, again, like you say with VR, uh, I guess I inadvertently yeah. proved your point, but um, yeah. I was thinking of rather on Nintendo um, that motion controls has shown that it's still useful. In that, I can think of two current examples one being Zelda, um, that when you use it, uh, it's for fine tuning. So yeah. you look around with, say, your camera or your bow, but you get If you slightly move your controller, whether it be in uh, gamepad mode or uh, whether it be like when you're using the screen in your hands or you're using the grip, um, you slightly move the controllers and that slightly adjusts your aim. Um, And the same principle applies to Splatoon and Splatoon 2 in that um, you what the thing is that with as console gamers, we've always had the stick set up that is. Yeah. Very familiar, but not accurate at all. And any PC gamer will um, shout that no, I I do undue offense to PC gamers. Any PC gamers will logically prove that to you. Um, Yeah. But it's true that um, sticks aren't very accurate. But the difference is if you use a stick to turn, say, 90 degrees to face your enemy, and then use the motion controls to turn the extra two degrees to get the headshot that's your perfect aiming system um so i think motion controls have been proven to be useful um but their wider adoption or return to widespread adoption is it's too um too much of a taboo <laughs> so on mm-hmm. Nintendo consoles does it get accepted
0: true true um so there's that um
1: so I suppose that would be one of the things that I thought would catch on because it was proven on the Wii U um, mm. and it hasn't caught on on the PS4 at all
0: <laughs> or or the Xbox for that matter I mean mm.
1: the, I don't think the there's any motion oh yeah they neglected to put any motion
0: Yeah I mean it's it's still motion gameplay since for like Kinect or whatever but mm. I mean you never hear anybody talking about um Kinect for anything except for realistically um, you know, various dance games and whatnot. Hmm.
1: But, but what makes the motion in the um Wii U or Switch uh, work so seamlessly or so fluidly is that it's not dependent on any other factors. It's just relative. Just it's like a gyroscope uh, yep. or accelerometer. I don't know, but um, it's just like no matter what position you're sitting in, no matter where you're sitting, it just works by subtle movements there. So it's not dependent on the camera being able to see or anything like that. So that's what makes it so accessible and um, not frustrating.
0: Indeed. Uh, any other trends that have caught your eye over the years?
1: Um, Let's see. I mean, you wrote down open world, but i that was my answer <laughs> when I was thinking. Yeah. Um, for things that I thought would catch on but have not caught on, um, for me, or well, perhaps this is, answering a slightly different question but for me i'm shocked that we're in the ps4 era um after so many years of ps3 and xbox 360 that the online gaming is so uh so poorly evolved it's really existing like something that is a relic from ps2 days it's you get a friend list and you can add people. Mm and if you're lucky in a game you get a leaderboard ooh such a 2017 technology um, yeah right but you can't add notes you can't customize your friends like nicknames or you can't put friends into groups you can't um like invite people uh based on presets or based on connections or based on like if they've even played the same game like even right. that is you're lucky if you find that in a game that oh you've got a list of people that have played it's really, really outdated, and with all the money that PS4 and um, Xbox are pouring into their infrastructure, they really haven't done anything to improve the Friends uh, system.
0: In fact, quite the opposite. Um, a-, a lot of things reset at the beginning of the generation and have had to be restored to where they used to be. Mm. Um, you know, things like you know missing party chat just out of nowhere, uh, <laughs> stuff like that. So yeah, no, I, I have to agree. I'm I'm a little surprised that it's um kind of as weak as it is. Uh, though, in in the defense of uh, Microsoft, they do seem to be making strides now. Um, mm-hmm. They ju- they did just recently announce that there was going to be. Uh, they're trying to set up tournament systems mm-hmm. on on the actual uh, Xbox software. Oh yes, uh, so I think they announced
1: is- that at E3 last year, and they're finally putting it in. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, regardless, that's a pretty cool thing to be able to fit that in. Um, That kind of stuff is, you know, maybe one stop away from the obvious need for even things like in Destiny where, you know, certain game modes didn't have matchmaking. Mm -hmm. And the intention was they didn't want you to just match with randoms. They wanted some kind of thought put into who you were matching with for basically for raids because most of the other stuff already had matchmaking but you know this kind of tournament thing is totally the kind of thing that like you take that one more step in a particular direction and you've got a way of matching yourself up with people outside of the game you know mm. these are people that i play with you know take the lfg site system and put it into the actual software of the console um would be pretty nice um so it is nice to see uh, xbox working on that um, though I think Sony could use a little bit of work. And I agree, it does need to improve. Um, it, it is surprising. I mean, especially, you know, what was it, like, nine months ago, we were talking about how um, Psyonix was pretty much set to go for cross-platform play, and that just hasn't oh, yeah. moved. And That's was completely like, dead, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of sad, too, because I was sitting there, was like, you know, I never thought it would happen, and then people started talking about it. And it was like, "Wow, this might actually happen." And then that didn't happen, mm. so I was a little a little disappointed about that.
1: But um, like Microsoft is to- making progress in the connection between PC and Xbox One, which is positive for gamers.
0: Yes, yeah, and and realistically, I mean, hopefully, Sony will continue to you know work on that too. But mm. I mean, Sony doesn't want to um, see that market entirely i don't think they want to keep fighting for it so Hmm. we'll see how that goes
2: Um,
0: i'm kind of happy to see the uh first person shooter trend sort of come back (laughs) like mostly spearheaded by bethesda bethesda (laughs) has just been releasing like a a ton of well this is just a single player game and you're just that's how you're gonna play it (laughs) um which is kind of nice Um, I didn't think that would be coming back really. Uh, So you're talking
1: about prey and, uh,
0: well, yeah, you've got like prey doom Wolfenstein. Oh yes. um, Yeah.
1: You're right. Those are all from them.
0: Yeah. Um, so they've, they've been making steadily pretty much every year. They've been releasing a, just a first person shooter. That is pretty much just a first person shooter. Granted doom had, you know, multiplayer and stuff, but, um, I haven't really heard many people talking about that, so. Mm. But uh, you know, just just to hear this stuff, and then Wolfenstein Two, I think, is probably on the way, or or the rebooted Wolfenstein Two. Um, so, but it's nice to see that sort of making a comeback. Um, and I I don't know that I ever saw that necessarily coming. Uh, it just the two of single player and multiplayer have been so linked together for so long at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, that it, it was like the rare one-off that you'd get Bioshock Infinite and it had no multiplayer.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so I suppose um, it's a relief that we've moved away from the trend of throwing a multiplayer into everything. Unfortunately, that didn't take with Uncharted 4. But No. With, um, I remember when Uncharted 2 was given multiplayer and what else was given multiplayer around that time? Uh Batman, that fortunately came back out. Um, and then
0: not long after that, The Last of Us, people were really concerned about that.
1: Mm, that was something of a success.
0: Oh, no, that was very successful. Mm. Um, it was just kind of an odd thing. People were like, what, what the hell are you doing putting this in there? And especially they didn't end up showing the multiplayer until like the very last minute. Mm. Uh, so
1: I think I would enjoy Uncharted 4 more without the multiplayer. So I don't know. I'm torn on that one.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: And uh, the Last of Us had terrible trophies for the multiplayer.
0: Yes, from from what I heard, um, Mm. took took quite a bit of uh, effort. And
1: yeah, the DLC trophies had to be boosted, and the main game trophies took many hours of playing a mode that you didn't even want to exist. Yeah. So
0: (laughs) yeah,
1: I uh, okay.
0: Any other trends you can think of?
1: Um, I was thinking for, um, off the back of uh the conversation a few minutes ago uh trends that i thought would catch on but didn't i'm not going to say i thought playstation home would be a success but um playstation yeah. home is a representative of what i was talking about what friends should have done uh like mm-hmm. that all the features that we should have got for friends list um basically existed in playstation home and with that being a write-off yeah good decision but it's like we went backwards in time, and all those features disappeared and were never replaced, or never even attempted again. Um, yeah, in the yeah. in the ecosystem.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because I kind of expected um, that to do better than it did. Um, mm. If I'm so around the same time, if I remember correctly, uh, Xbox was also in the middle of its arcade phase. Oh yeah, um, and it, it had that um, that thing where like you could build your own arcade and you could buy like actual arcade cabinets for your arcade and play games in your arcade Mm -hmm. um and it it seemed to i i feel like that was kind of coming off of the whole mmo thing really that kind of was exploding people wanted to go to these other worlds and hang out with their friends and whatever and i feel like these kinds of things these experiences kind of were were coming off of that and i kind Mm -hmm. of expected i think them for for both of those to do better um, and I think maybe the problem with home realistically was that it was you sitting around hanging out with people in a virtual space mm. when you literally had video games that you could be playing with these people two clicks away, you know?
2: Mm. So. It was a bit weird. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was always kind of weird and I, I never thought it would be like crazy successful, but I, I didn't imagine that it would have been the kind of disastrous flop that it was.
1: Mm. Well the main problems were that um it was so commercialized uh, that you had to go in there with your wallet open um and also it was really like awkward and ugly because it tried to be realistic when it couldn't and it was too low budget to be realistic and yeah. if you if and the way everyone sort of glides around and awkwardly phases through each other stands just sort of stands in a room doing nothing that's really creepy Or, like, have people have these conversations about, like, stupid, like, text message conversations. And it just completely broke any illusion of this sort of beautifully made uh, landscape that they made. And if they had done a sort of Uncharted 4, or any Uncharted game, like the way that Nathan Drake moves around and he interacts with his environment by touching door frames and bouncing off walls and things like that. Yeah. If they'd made it feel like everything flows, like everything fits where it is, then it could have had hope, but it was just far too low budget for that. And, um, mm. disaster to exist in.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was kind of an odd choice. I I agree. Especially it's interesting. Um, Xbox and Nintendo, the two main competitors of Sony mm. have succeeded in creating an avatar system of some kind. Mm. We still have the Mies from Two generations ago, yeah. Well, Although they're
1: mostly phased out.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it ended up being phased out. But you know, and then you've got your avatars for Xbox, which again, they're not nearly as prominent as they used to be. But mm. you know, my my profile picture is still my uh <laughs> my avatar from from
1: Xbox. Mm. And because they weren't hyper realistic, they're just right. like a laugh to look at. They're not. You don't feel awkward looking at this bad depiction of you or anyone else.
0: Exactly, which is where I was going with that and then I just kind of stopped abruptly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you gave me a chance to speak and I cut you off.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened. Um anyway, so those are the uh trends in gaming that we either didn't see happening or did see happening. Uh let us know what trends you uh have seen that you thought would never happen and vice versa and which ones you're really happy happened in the first place. Uh, so moving on, uh, it's time for top of the trophy pops, but Ace is not here. we're still going to do the sound effect anyways because mm-hmm. um, the list has uh, sort of expanded it's still only fifty trophies, but it's not completely and entirely devoted to horizon zero dawn so mm-hmm. that's a bit of an improvement um, in a uh, in a strange clairvoyance ace was maybe correct in that uh, mass effect andromeda may have made it onto the list mm. uh, so so that might have happened i think we have
1: him on record predicting that
0: uh yes um in in his words prediction for next week mystic magical all-seeing sheikah slate says mass effect andromeda
1: will consume the chart
0: not Your actually
1: wasn't nearly British enough. Oh.
0: No, no, I, I know. I'm <laughs> not going to do that to everybody.
1: <laughs> I would have liked to I, I would see would be you try and fail be an NC reaction.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, that is not entirely true because coming in at number three this week is going to be Horizon Zero Dawn at spot 18. Uh, the trophy was actually a secret trophy. I'm not going to tell you what the name is because I don't want to spoil anything, um, but it's going to be the trophy for completing the game. It had 433 wins, plus 27 other which, others, which means that Horizon Zero Dawn makes up more than half of the list. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. So uh, Mass Effect Andromeda did not dominate the charts.
1: But the lower um, half, mostly.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's still the, the lower half. They, Horizon didn't—the highest it got was spot 18 this mm. week.
1: Um,
0: an interesting entry into the list, though I guess maybe we shouldn't be entirely surprised, is Rocket League coming in at spot number 11. Uh, which I think they must have had some new trophies with the uh, new arena and uh, the drop shot mode. Uh, so the trophy was uh, Brave the Elements coming in at spot number 11 with 616 wins and then five other trophies. Um, mm. That should be, uh, I imagine, a re-entry, though I'm not actually sure that we have it on the list anywhere. Mm.
1: Um, I think the I had a little look at the trophies. I haven't played the new mode, but it looks like the trophies for the new mode are quite fair and fun, which would explain them being earned uh, quite a lot, whereas earlier DLCs had ridiculously hard trophies.
0: Yeah, they, they had some very odd, like, a couple of them were like, well, you got to do this thing while using this specific car and stuff mm, like that.
2: So, awful.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, atrocious. Uh, and then, of course, you know, some of the core games' trophies were uh, a little bit buggy. Too. so mm. um, th- i hope that's been fixed yeah, it uh, should be by now <laughs> yeah it absolutely should be i mean I-, I got mine forever ago i just put the extra time in and got it
1: anyways well come to think of it um one of the ones i can think of that was buggy was the one for driving a stupid amount of distance and i think it was bugged in a positive way so hopefully that wasn't fixed
0: <laughs> yeah right um and then finally uh, at the number one spot mass effect andromeda at spot number one with uh, the trophy first contact, uh, which should not be all that surprising considering it's a space thing with a bunch of aliens, mm. um, it had fifteen hundred forty wins, which is a nice healthy number. It's good to see uh, people coming to play something in droves. Yeah, uh, I suspect if I if I had to guess, you know, because sometimes we see drops. Um, I think it's probably just. Uh, you know, like we saw drops around uh, the Christmas holiday season. I think it's just people playing a wide variety of games, uh, probably not people playing less games. Okay. Um, just a theory. I mean, I, I don't actually have the numbers to support that. But still, though they have. I, yeah. I was just going to say, though, if I was intrepid, I'm sure that somewhere in some database we have that, that information.
1: Mm, uh, that would be, uh, te- but you'd, we'd be here all year just looking through it. So.
0: Yeah, just just collating all that information. Yeah,
1: it'd be too interesting. Yeah. Uh, uh, But the the good uh, thing here is that Mass Effect has the whole top 10 most popular trophies this week. So that's showing people are not just playing, like they're not uh, diving it. They're playing the first 10 trophies worth of game and more because it's um, because of the type of statistical thing here. Um, So people are playing it for a while. That's good. Yep.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um it's good to see that it's been pretty popular. Um just I mean for comparison, I've played, I don't know, I'd say probably about 5 or 6 hours and I've only got five trophies. So I mean,
1: so yeah, uh, quite a few hours it would take.
0: Yeah, people people are sinking some serious time. I probably would have done more um except that um uh the next section uh what we've been playing, I've been playing more near Automata, which I was kind of putting down last week. <laughs> um so well these we,
1: are long games as we discussed
0: <laughs> yeah well so it, it would take in a little while to get into it and then um a thought popped into my head for a new loadout thing for so in the game you get chips and you can s- slot them into your character and it's sort of like stat boosts and stuff like that mm-hmm. um so you can sort of craft your own setup um and i Came yeah. up you with think a, fish so,
1: is good for your health.
0: Yes, absolutely. Fish uh, and that's, yes. Uh, that's terrible. I, sorry. Well so Don't laugh at
1: my joke, it's awful. <laughs> uh, okay.
0: <laughs> so there's oddly enough, one of the uh joke endings in Nier uh um, involves eating a fish. Oh. So okay. when you said that I was there like I, I thought you were making a reference to that.
1: <laughs> you were saying you get chips and they increase your stats so i was yep. thinking mission chips
0: yep yep i got i got you now I got you. <laughs> um so uh i i decided i wanted to try a, a loadout and i booted up the game and i toyed around with it a little bit and next thing you know i did a couple of missions and it was 8 hours later and now i'm 16 hours into near automata nice uh, automata yeah uh i have got i i've just finished the first playthrough there's um, three main playthroughs of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I've played through as one character, now I'm playing through as another, and then I believe the third playthrough is with a third different character. Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea is that by playing it multiple times, you flesh out the world. Yeah. Um, so I am ostensibly a third of the way through the game, though I think the second and third playthroughs are much shorter, um, because most of the first playthrough involves a lot of side questiness that sort of builds out the world whereas the second and third playthrough from what I understand tends to be very um, story based so you kind of just move through the story beats a lot faster um, so I think based on what I've heard um, I've probably got about another nine um, ten hours left
1: so you're planning to do three playthroughs right
0: yeah uh, so I mean I actually got some story stuff and it was you know, interesting. And I'm, I'm actually hooked now. Uh, the game still has all of the problems that I had. Mm -hmm. Um, so the, the gameplay is still kind of lackluster and at points, even to the point of being dull enough that I kind of lose focus, Mm -hmm. uh, which, which is not necessarily great. Um, when I'm playing it, I've, I've started to get this feeling that, uh, platinum created this sort of game world and story, and then dropped in all the different kinds of gameplay mechanics that they know how to use,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and, and so it's it's not really feeling that satisfying, even though it it moves well. Okay. Um, and and like I said, the the opening is very slow, so that's still a problem that has not gone away. I just you know powered through it until I got to a part that I enjoyed. <laughs> um, but i'm so, glad but, that it
1: picked up for you. and yeah i think probably after the second is probably where you'd enjoy it most so hopefully i i shouldn't be setting up your hopes when you've just finally recovered them but yeah yeah i i, I would hope that you keep going into the third and uh, let us know how that goes.
0: yeah i i suspect i probably will at this point i've put enough time into it that i'm um, so i'm i'm pot committed as they say um in poker. So I'm kind of pot-committed to the game at this point. I've put enough time in, and the story is good enough that I'll I'll have to play it through and see how it turns out, okay. I think, unless, unless there's some terrible twist where it really does just become hideously boring again, like hmm. really bad. But uh, I'll, I mean, I'll power through, I think.
1: In the finance world, we would call that a sunk cost, but that's neither here nor there. I don't want to dissuade you.
0: Well, I mean, that... It, it, poker gets into that kind of stuff, so <laughs>
1: yeah
0: <laughs> yeah, um anyways, so right now, I'm liking the the pot odds mm. despite being pot committed
1: okay. um you you uh, keep saying uh pot too much, I hope there's not a a drug intonation here, we certainly don't endorse no. that kind of
0: <laughs> no 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 um y- usually it's alcohol, not weed <laughs> all right, yeah, uh anyways, so. Yeah. To each their own. I mean it's 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 legal pretty much in the United States at this point, so that's cool. <laughs> Anyways, so that's kinda of what I've been up to. I have been toying around with Mass Effect 2, but I haven't put a whole lot of time into that. I played about an hour before we jumped on the podcast, so I'll have to wait a little while longer and get a little bit more into that um before I can really speak to it too much.
1: I've been seeing so much Mass Effect 4 that I've been tempted so tempted to go back and finish well. Basically, restart and complete Mass Effect Three, but yeah, so far I'm too busy with other things that I haven't, Fortunately, because it would probably take me a stupid amount of hours if I do go back. So, uh,
0: as as you do with Mass Effect, really.
1: Mm. Uh,
0: so, what what have you been up to?
1: Um, so, for me, it's mostly been Zelda. I won't uh, continue to talk about it uh, unless uh, unless it's warranted. But aside from that, I've also. Uh, Well, I've been playing a 3DS game when I go to bed, because this is something I find very difficult to explain, but I play it to help me sleep, but it's not boring. It's just very slow-paced.
0: Well, so research has continually suggested that looking at a brightly lit screen before you go to sleep actually causes sleep issues. So there is that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I always keep my screens on minimum brightness, but... Uh, I did see one study that said that this whole blue light uh, claim is nonsense. But, Interesting. Um, it depends on who. I I think that um, we're somewhere in the middle in that this whole blue light uh, thing is nonsense. But at the same time, I think that looking at lights, like non-specifically, does uh, keep you more awake. Or for <laughs> some people, I think it would vary from person to person. But nonetheless... Um, I get a bit distracted. Um, the game is Phoenix Wright. It's attorney number five. It's not name number five, but it's number five. Uh, it's called Dual Destinies, um, and I've been playing the Phoenix Wright series in this way to help me sleep for quite a long time, uh, like just an hour or two before as I go yeah. to bed. Um, and I finally finished Dual Destinies, and it was good. Um, I think I like the original trilogy more. So you can buy. The original trilogy and uh number five and number six on the one. eShop, not number four. You can only buy that physically, and I think it's a DS game, so you can play it on yeah. 3DS, but it'll cost you an arm and a leg because <laughs> it's out right. print, obviously. Yeah. Um. So you can, I mean, I just watched it on YouTube, but you can uh, buy a lot of Phoenix Wright's games on 3DS, and they are very good. I mean, my friends have been saying to me for years that you need to play these games um and i largely ignored it until i started uh within the last year i think it is um number five though um there's a dlc for it i think the first dlc in the series and there's an orca in it because you're going to this um aquarium and uh it was weird i was playing the orca episode the same time i played abzu and um (laughs) (laughs) swimming among the fishes uh and then, uh, doing a murder case, um, in an orca tank. Like, it was uh, a bit surreal. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. But, so, uh,
0: yeah. so if you had to, um, create a Phoenix Wright ace attorney for PlayStation, mm-hmm. uh, who, who would be the attorney?
1: Oh, choosing an existing character, Sony character.
0: Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be any fun if we were like, oh, well, you gotta make him <laughs> up. So, yeah, you, you have to pick a, a uh, either Sony-owned or tied uh, IP. Mm. So it doesn't necessarily have to be necessarily owned by Sony, but it should be mm-hmm. closely tied.
1: So I'm thinking like the PlayStation All-Stars, but I can't remember the roster because right. played the game.
0: Yeah, like a, Kratos would be awesome in a
1: way. <laughs> I mean, would be, it would be a disaster. He would be the <laughs> enemy prosecutor because he would be the one who's standing on the opposite side of the court and burning hellfire down on your defendant <laughs> or innocent yeah, right. defendant. Because your defendant you're def- um in Phoenix Wright, you're the defending lawyer. Um right. and you're trying to prove your client is innocent. Um and they always well, it's not a spoiler to say that they always are, because obviously they always are. And um yeah. otherwise you're arguing for something that you can't that's not true. And Phoenix Wright is advocating the truth, but I get distracted again. The enemy prosecutor is always really sharp and really like I mean sharp in like a um mm-hmm. Like a almost vindictive way there there are different prosecutors, um, so it, the personality changes, but they're always like an enemy, um, even though you're working in the same uh, you're working towards the truth together, yeah, um, so Kratos would be like fearsome you you'd not want to get on Kratos' bad side
0: yeah
1: who else but, is there Well, I mean, obviously
0: uh, Nathan Drake has the looks It'd be yes. a little bit strange to see him in a suit though.
1: The thing is he doesn't have the smarts,
0: absolutely true. I mean he was having issues playing Crash Bandicoot, so
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true, but that's just he's not used to it in that sense maybe Elena would be a good um plus, yeah, uh, go. lawyer, but she's not like um the same kind of she's not like a lawyer, she's more interesting than well that's unfair. <laughs> she's more um yeah right she's a different kind of person to a lawyer, I think. Um yeah. no not I I'm really struggling here I'm I'm accidentally insulting lawyers everywhere um I mean
0: it, it she she has the capacity but her archetype is different
1: she's more right. like an arts person like she would be the architect or the designer or something like she's she'd, she'd yeah. be a great uh,
0: expert witness
1: hmm well yeah. yeah but you always have to um contradict the witnesses in this game so you wouldn't want the witness to be too smart
0: yeah um, so it sounds like we don't have a uh, uh, an attorney up our sleeves that we can think of.
1: I think Dan- Dante would make a good. Actually, Dante would make a good different enemy prosecutor because he's so yeah. slick and like. Yeah, I know he would make a fairly good, um, like, assistant uh, lawyer for mm-hmm. you, like the person that you have your dialogue with when you're trying to get something good. I, my first thought was Sly Cooper.
0: Yeah. I'm I, I'm gonna say I, I kind of like the whole Dante thing, but you got to go with the uh, classic Dante.
1: Yes, and do the
0: obviously the younger one, but I, like the Nemean cry. Yeah, I can totally picture him. You know, sitting there with you know his boots up on the table. Yes, and, you know, <laughs> reclining yeah. in the chair.
1: <laughs> but that's what makes me think of a prosecutor who's who's too who's so confident and so arrogant because he already has it in the bag that your client's obviously guilty. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh,
0: so there, there are some good options, I think. Um, I think that's another one that, you know, each person's going to have their own opinion, and you should definitely share that. That might be the most interesting uh, <laughs> question we've asked for in the comments. So, Oh, I'm looking
1: uh, at the um, PlayStation All-Stars uh, list now, and Zeus uh, is here from God of War. He would make the perfect judge, no question.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, he's he's got the, the hair for it, you know, yeah. The beard. So that would, that would totally, definitely work. Uh, but So let us know who you think should be uh, Sony Wright Ace Attorney. Um,
1: <laughs> uh,
0: but I think that's it for us this week. I was uh, just going to
1: say, um, before we sign out, that Persona 5 is on the horizon. Uh, Keep an eye that's, out.
0: That's true. A week um, from now. Well, so what's that... Uh, Is it that soon? Uh, It's on Tuesday, I believe. When's ukulele coming out? Because that's coming out soon too, right?
1: I honestly don't know. I haven't planned on getting it.
0: (sighs) Blaspheme. Uh, I can only have so much. It doesn't matter. Well, I mean, uh, so it's been a crazy uh, quarter, but on the upside, it looks like once we have, we've got Persona coming out. Yeah, you're right. Um, It's coming out in about a week. And then uh, the week after is going to be ukulele. But mm-hmm. realistically, I think after that it's going to kind of calm down a little bit. So uh, we'll, we're going to have about a month, I think, to uh, catch up on everything.
1: Mm. I think I'm. Well, I've pre-ordered Persona Five, and I don't know yet if I'm going to have time to play it before we next record. But mm-hmm. it would be interesting to talk about. It. And also, I obviously we don't talk about spoilers immediately off the bat, but. Um, it would be interesting to get more comments on Persona Five because I want to know also what other people are thinking about it. And it's kind of a bit of a niche game, but it's coming into a bit more prominent. So I'd like to see other people playing it as well.
0: Yep, sounds good. Um, I'll see about maybe getting it too. Um, but yeah, it doesn't uh, have to me. be. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I'm I'm interested. Uh, I, I would probably be a good uh, good case for you just because. I didn't play any of the other Persona games. I played maybe half an hour of Persona 4. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I know. Again, blaspheme. No, that's <laughs> uh, all right.
1: The first half hour was strikingly interesting and gripping. I can just totally see why you would have stopped.
0: Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so, but uh, yeah, I'd probably be a, a good um, opposite, be the, the newbie in this instance.
2: Hmm. Uh,
0: but anyways, so as always... Uh, like us su- subscribe uh, we're on itunes and we've finally finished up just about everything with google so that should should finally be going up it's just waiting for final approval from google and once that's done that'll be up and if you happen to l- listen to the uh, ta podcast um we are in the process of getting that on there too so that should be up uh, momentarily for that um, obviously you can follow us on true trophies uh, at underscore Renfou. um look us up on the site send us a pm if you want to chat or whatever um and i guess we will talk to you soon thanks for joining us bye-bye
1: see you around